Welcome to the Madison Church Podcast. My name is Stephen Feith. I'm the lead pastor of Madison Church. I'm the host of this podcast. We're so grateful that you are joining us. If you are new to the podcast or new to our church, we are just launching this midweek episode with bonus content, extra content, uh, which will be diving into different events and things that we've got going on at Madison Church that we are excited about. But we're also going to pray for one another, and we're going to answer questions that come in about the talks on Sunday, but also about our community and different things going on. If you have a question about Madison Church that you would like us to answer on the podcast, you can go to our website, madisonchurch.com, and at the bottom of that page is a contact us box, and you can go ahead and send your questions in there. Or if you join us on Sunday in person, uh, you can use the backside of the connection card to write in your questions, and we'd be happy to answer them. Today, we're going to begin by uh, answering a question that came in on one of the connection cards from this last Sunday. Um, on Sunday, we started a new series through the middle part of the book of the Hebrews in the New Testament. And in this particular message, we talked a lot about uh, drawing near to God and holding firmly to our faith. We talked about why following Jesus is better than Christianity. That message is also available in the podcast, but um, also on YouTube if you are interested in checking that out. One of the questions that did come in was um, someone was wanting to know more examples of how we can do both, hold firmly to our faith and draw near to God in the mundane aspects of life. And I think that's a great question because we talked about how um, when we're at the highest of highs in our lives, uh, we would call mountaintop moments. It's really easy to praise God. It's really easy to connect with God then when everything is going right and we're happy. It's equally easy to connect with God when we're uh, in the lows of life, when we're in the valleys, so to speak. For many of us, though, life is lived between the tops of the mountains and the bottoms of the valleys. And so how do we make sure that we stay connected with God in the rest of life? And so that's where this question is coming from. How do we um, connect with God in between the highs and lows of life. And I think there are a few examples that came to my mind as I was thinking about this. The first one has to do with um, budgeting. You know, all of us uh, have money at um, at our disposal. It may not be a lot. It may be a lot, but we all have money. And um, whether or not you have an actual budget, we we spend our money. And, and whether or not that's intentional or not is kind of a side issue. But that's kind of getting to the point of um, why I'm bringing that up. And that's Yes, we should be generous with our money. We talk about that a lot at Madison Church, how we value um, giving back and generosity. But it's not just about giving. So as we seek God in the mundane of our lives, begin to think about how you spend the rest of your money. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to prayerfully consider every time you buy a latte. But as you look and as you think about how you do spend your money, are you being a good steward of what God has given you? For example, if every day you're buying a $10 latte, that may not be the best use of the money that God is giving you. If you're spending $400 a month um, on, on overdraft fees, that's probably not a great way um, to use the money that God has given you. And so we create a budget and we do this in a God first fashion. And so we're going to say, this is 
um, what God has told me to give back. So this is what I'm going to be generous with. And then as we look at the rest of our money, we make little plans um, as to how we can bless other people, but how we can also be wise stewards with our money. And that could include investing. It could include retirement. It uh, it definitely includes uh, paying off debt. So I think a budget, um, how we spend five bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks is a really good example of how we can um, cling to our faith and draw near to God in the mundane. Another thing could be with our uh, schedules. I mean, yes, on Sundays we get together and uh, during that time we we sing some songs and we pray and we see each other and that's great. And we love that time. It's, uh, it's It really is a sacred space. But from the time you leave to the time you come back, if we're thinking about the Monday and we're thinking about the schedules, we're thinking about how can I draw near to God, what's the rest of your week look like? When you make your schedule and you're determining how you're going to spend your time, does God show up in the schedule or is he just a once a week on Sunday thing? Experiencing God in the mundane would include having daily connection points. Maybe that's you wake up and you pray to God, you wake up and you read your Bible or um, we did a series called How to Bless Your Neighbor, and we talked about sharing one meal uh, with someone to bless them. And so perhaps when you're looking at your schedule, and that can be pretty mundane week after week, as it probably includes a lot of the same things going on. But as you say, well, you know, I, I, I want to bless someone this week because I, I believe God wants me to bless somebody. And so I'm going to be intentional about drawing near to God and holding on to my faith by scheduling a lunch with someone, by scheduling time uh, to pray, time to read the Bible. I was talking to a friend uh, from Las Vegas who is a pastor down there, and he was telling me how we can turn to God in the ordinary by just turning uh, regular things that we do every single day into kind of these little mini holy moments. So for example, um, you probably have to do dishes uh, every now and then. And so as you're doing the dishes, um, where can we find God in that? Well, perhaps it's a moment where we can pray to God to thank Him for the food that we have, for the resources we have um, to have the dishes, to have the food. We can thank God for our health. We can pray on the behalf of the people who um, perhaps we ate with. Maybe that's a partner, it's a spouse, but um, our kids, friends, family, but we can pray to God uh, for them as we wash the dishes. Another example could be if you're gardening, you can thank God. Um, as we think of gardening, we think of life and things growing. We can thank God for for our good health if we have it. We can th- pray to God if we don't have good health that we can say, God, uh, we're going through this. And so I think that as we're looking at how do we draw near to God in the mundane, I think we look at the things that are quite mundane, our schedules, our budgets, the ordinary chores of everyday life, and we try to make those really holy moments. Now, that gets us into the a second question that came in, which is, um, what are some scenarios and situations where growing near to God um, don't fall into a religious obligation? And so we wanted to talk about, or we did talk about last Sunday, how we're going to connect with God. We want that to be relational. And if we're not careful, it can turn into a religious obligation. Now, this centers around the idea that um, God is first and foremost in our lives. Because if we're first and foremost in our lives, then the things that we do, whether that's praying, reading the Bible, going to church, being generous, whatever that is, if my life is me-centered, then those are religious obligations. If my life is me-centered, I pray because I need something. If my life is me-centered, I pray 
because I want something, because it makes me feel better that I'm praying. I go to church because it helps me not feel guilty. It helps me not feel ashamed. It helps me feel better. I read the Bible because I know I should. Now, these are examples of when my life is me-centered, even when we're doing the right things, praying, reading the Bible, participating in a Christian community, being generous, those are the right things. But if my life is me-centered, those become religious obligations. Whereas when my life is God-centered, yes, it affects my schedule. It affects my budget. It affects my chores. God enters himself into the mundane. But then also when it comes to praying, I'm not praying because I need or want something. I'm praying because my life is God-centered. And I want to talk to my maker. I want to hear from my maker. I want to connect with God through prayer. It's not an obligation that I have to do this, but it's something that I want to do. Now, does that mean I'm, I'm always going to want to? Well, no, not necessarily. You may not always want to read the Bible, but as you live a God-centered life, you know that that's one of the ways that God speaks to you. You may not want to participate in Christian community. You may not want to be generous with your finances, but as we continue to live a God-centered life, we, we are confronted with the areas of our lives we're not quite yet ready to turn over to God. Now, John prays in the New Testament, less of me and more of God, less of me, more of God. And we see Jesus use examples like we need to die to ourselves. We need to be willing to carry our own cross. The psalmist says, oh God, search my heart. And so, as we live a God-centered life, it doesn't mean that tomorrow everything's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean that um, we're not going to want to be selfish, or we're not going to want to be disobedient, that we're not going to make mistakes. We're going to do all of those things. And um, we could live a really long time and still mess up in ways that we hope that we wouldn't. Now, that's not to discourage you or, or me or anybody listening, but it is to say that as we ask God to search our hearts and as we say less of me and more of God, as we die to ourselves and learn how to die to ourselves, God reveals um, areas of our lives that we weren't even conscious of that aren't we haven't turned over to Him. I, um, I've prayed this prayer and I've followed Jesus and I'm trying to live a God-centered life. Um, I'm constantly made more aware of areas of my life, dark corners of my heart, rooms, if you will, that I didn't even know existed 10 years ago. And so I think that as we learn to live a God-centered life, and we have this relationship drive to be connected with God, that's going to push against the religious obligation, I have to do these things, or um, I'm going to do these things because it makes me feel better, but the relationship, which then when there is confrontation, when there is conflict between what God wants me to do and what I want to do, I die to myself. That I'm constantly learning to give God more of me so that my faith becomes more vibrant, that my faith becomes healthy, that I become a spiritually thriving person. And we're going to spend a lot of our time in our lives um, doing that, hopefully. So as we talked about drawing near to God, schedule, budget, finding God in the ordinary of um, things like chores, um, regular conversations that we have with coworkers or with neighbors. But then we want to focus to make sure that it doesn't become religious obligation. And the way that we do that is by saying that I want to live a God-centered life, which is going to require me to conform to God rather than me ask God to conform to me. 
So that's kind of the two questions that we're going to answer um, this week. In terms of things coming up at Madison Church, we're going to continue our series through the book of Hebrews. Um, This Sunday, it'll be online and we will be in person at 5 p.m. Information about um, our gatherings is on our website, madisonchurch.com. We also have two different courses beginning in the middle of uh, this week. On Wednesday nights, we have an Alpha course, which starts next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Alpha is a great course for people who are looking for kind of foundational conversations about faith. It's great for people who want to have spiritual conversations without judgment and without people rushing or jumping to conclusions. If that describes you and something you'd be interested in, um, again, on our website, you can send us a message and we can put you in that Alpha group. There are no costs to that. We also have a group course going through the book of Revelation. Revelation can be a kind of a mystic book that uh, has been pretty confusing at different times, but this group will go through and study it and see how the book of Revelation actually speaks a lot to the hope that we have as followers of Jesus today. And finally, in a week and a half, we are launching a middle school program at our in-person gathering. If you are a middle schooler or know a middle schooler or the parent of a middle schooler, we would love to have you involved with that ministry. If you are somebody who likes to mentor people or looking for an opportunity to mentor students, we are looking to build up our volunteer team. You can go ahead and contact us once again on our website, madisonchurch.com. Now, talking about prayer requests before we close out the podcast today, we had several um, prayer requests come in for people who are in relationships, some who are in abusive relationships or some who are um, in relationships with people that um, are neglectful, people who need faith, people who need healing, and people who are struggling with addiction. Father, we pray for those who are involved in abusive relationships. Um, God, we know that that's not your ideal for them. That's not what you want for them. And so we pray that in these moments, um, that even God, now as we pray on a podcast, that you are working to provide healing and a way out for those people. We pray for those who are struggling to overcome addiction. God, we know that addiction is strong and that um, it's very nuanced, but God, you are greater than, and God, you are stronger than, and we pray for those who are struggling, and we pray that you would give them the strength and the resources to overcome their addiction. We pray for people who are having health issues right now. God, you are the great physician. We pray that you would heal people. We also pray that um, through medicine, through doctors, that you'd bring people to healing. We thank you so much for this time that we have together today. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our first ever midweek bonus content podcast. If you haven't already, we would appreciate it if you would subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a future episode, which will be dropping uh, midweek with the bonus content. And then our messages on Sundays or Mondays will drop then. If you already subscribe to the podcast, it would mean a lot to us if you find this content helpful to rate and review us. That will help other people find us and it will help other people um, perhaps engage with our community to connect with God and with each other. Now we thank you. We hope that you stay well, um, continue to do well, and we'll see you next time.